Most people are not equipped to understand the seemingly endless facets of an HOA. That's why we're here, to help you become uncommonly prepared to serve your HOA. Whether you're a board member or a manager, join us in the Uncommon Area. Welcome to the Uncommon Area. I'm Matthew Holbrook, and this episode is all about HOAs and settlement. Not the financial settlements that you might be looking for, but the settlement that might happen in um, the foundation of an HOA building. And here to talk to us about that today is Daryl Conger, the owner of CPR Construction. And did I introduce the topic at least fairly? Yes, that was very good. Thanks for having me. So you're the owner of CPR and... um, as a company, you hold a B license or a general contractor's license, but I understand that you're also one of the few companies to have an A license. Yes. Um, what does that mean and why do I care? It's actually a somewhat unique distinction. Um, it's a geotech and engineering contractor's license. Um, basically high rise buildings, bridges, dams, those are built by A contractors, engineering contractors. So it's, it's, it's pretty high level. Um, and, uh, I ended up having to get it, um, because I was working on several geotech projects that required it and not having it, I was excluded from the, the project, just having a B and, uh, the geotech firms that I was working with helped me, uh, and qualified me so I could take the tests All right. and then going back to school was nice and fun. But, yeah, I yeah. bet. So that kind of uh, positions you to be able to talk uh, about this subject. So when we talk about um, settlement and a uh, a building settling, um, I think this might be kind of an obvious question, but what are the concerns if that starts to happen? And then we'll come back to what do we do about it and how do we recognize it and so forth. But Well, if it's a single story house or a two or three story building, condo building, um, usually it's just cracked drywall and raised concrete or cracked concrete or stuff like that, or, you know, steps and decks that are off, uh, you know, unlevel, uh, in a high rise situation, uh, it can be extreme. It, it can affect the top floor by 10 feet or something like that. So it could be really extreme. Uh, the stuff I've dealt with, uh, has all been the, the latter and, or, or the former, I should say. And, um, fairly minor in the sense of uh, it's not going to fall down or do anything like that. But structurally, the buildings are still sound. They're just four inches out, cracked concrete. So you have some some significant uh, aesthetic, if not uh, utility um, round foundations. Yes, absolutely. It can break the utility pipes, the sewer lines. Uh, It can even break uh, copper pipes, bend them out and break them. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a unique situation in, in, uh, especially in Southern California, we have, uh, expansive soils here and when they get wet, they expand and when they get dry, they shrink. So it's like building a house on a sponge and the house goes up and down, the building goes up and down and that's usually what causes it. Is there a particular kind of age of a community or of a building when this is more likely to show up or can it happen at any time? Definitely. Um, basically prior to the nineties, maybe two thousands, the geotech, uh, requirements and grading requirements were definitely more lax than they are today. 
and uh, they were able to build on, directly on the expansive soil, and they didn't have to do deepened footings and the things they do today for that that kind of. So soil. it's less likely to to happen on a on newer construction. Oh, yes. Okay. Newer, so newer construction, two thousand plus, is definitely less likely. It, it still does happen, but it's usually not. Um, it's usually not just the soil. It's usually some construction defect that somebody didn't do right. And okay. then that usually causes it. So for a community that was built, let's say in the early nineties, um, if it hasn't shown any of those types of indications today, um, would it be fair to assume that, that it's probably good and that that's not something to worry about? Or is this something that could still show up later? Excellent point. I would say it, it, it takes time for these things to show up. They, they show up within 10 years, and if not addressed, then within 20 to 30 years, they're really chronic. And that's when it gets really expensive for the HOA. So, yes, uh, if it was built in the 90s and there's nothing by now, 2020, 2022, pretty safe bet. Nothing negative is going to happen, and you're good to go. Yeah. So what are those kind of early indicators that uh, um, might show up that, that a board or a manager might need to pay attention to? Uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's not subtle. Um, you know, you walk into somebody's house and the doors don't close and they rub and there's cracks in the drywall and you put a golf ball down on the floor and it rolls to the corner or across the countertop. Those are really obvious things. Um, I've been in homes where you put a glass of water on the countertop and it's off by half an inch, you know, water finds its level. So there's just easy, simple ways you can tell. Um, when it's early on, uh, those are the subtlest things and then they just get worse over time. And so what do you do? What is, what, uh, if a manager or a board is, uh, recognizes these things, they bring in a contractor like you or somebody else, what, what kinds of steps are taken? Uh, the first thing is to identify it. And, uh, I, I get a lot of calls from managers that know that I, I know what to look for. Uh, there's a difference between, uh, you know, light settling and, and, and uh, earthquake cracks or seismic cracks is what I call them. Because in those same eras, 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s, there was no shear walls. So earthquakes can cause a lot of cracking and people think their house is settling and it's not. It's just normal cracks. Uh, so you got to know what to look for. Uh, but once you identify it, then you basically need to bring in a geotechnical engineer and they need to do soil samples and do a little bit more uh, uh, digging to find out what it is exactly and is it something that's going to stop or is it going to be worse? And if it's going to be worse, then they usually draw up a repair plan. And what what are the kinds of things they would do for a repair plan? Uh, They can do deepened footings if if the footings are shallow. Um, which is usually what the case is. They'll, they'll lift the building up three or four inches back to level, um, and then they'll put in a deepened footing, and that will stop it, and then we make the repairs to the landscaping and the outside and the drywall. And um, that's, that's remedial repairs, I would call it. Okay. Yeah. Um, anything that a manager or board member should be particularly, um, doing on a regular basis to kind of monitor, um, this type of thing, or is it just the, the, are these the, the types of things that it's just going to become really obvious and, um, they address it when it comes up? 
it, it's usually case by case. If you have a whole community, you might have, you know, 10 buildings that, that start to exhibit these things. And it's usually because they're over more fill or something and the other buildings are overcut. So it's more stable. Um, and if they start to show signs of it, then you can call someone like myself out. They can take pictures and, and monitor the cracks over time. And then that will also tell you if it's still sinking if it's going to get worse, then there's no way to stop it other than make the repair. So okay. it's, un- it's an unfortunate issue too, because it's usually not a uh, reserve item. Right. And it's uh, definitely not covered by insurance because it's geotechnical soil movement and settling. And that's usually 99.9 or hundred percent of the time excluded. So it ends up becoming uh, unreserved items. Yeah. So it's very unfortunate. So are there uh, any other questions on this topic that I haven't asked that I should be asking? Um, maybe just one. It might be a little controversial, though, um, and that is uh, the one thing when you get into a multi-unit building um, and you have one or two homeowners that absolutely don't want to play ball. Right. And they have said, no, I'm not moving out of my unit. Right. It gets very sad very quick. Uh, the HOAs have a right to repair, obviously, and they need to. And I've been involved in two issues where the sheriffs had to come in and extract the person, and it was horrible. So that's just one very sad thing that comes with that. And um, uh, managers and boards need to be prepared for that if they come to that because you can't do the whole building without all the units being vacant a lot of times and yeah. it's, it's very sad. So that's where I would expect that if a board and or a manager is facing this kind of a scenario where you're actually going to have to do these types of remedial repairs, um, very early on, I would suggest that boards um, need to coordinate town hall meetings, um, invite yes. homeowners into the process, answer questions, do tons of communication and writing on websites, by emails, um, multiple town hall meetings, let people know exactly what needs to be done, why, what the consequences are. Um, probably good for just what you said that um, – associations should be pulling in their attorney from the very beginning so that they are outlining yes. what the steps are. They know what, how to address those kinds of situations yes. before they even come up. Um, yes, definitely. So there's, there's a lot of forward planning. And I think the main thing is, is, is uh, lots of communication, do the town hall meetings, get the contractors to the town hall meetings, answer the questions and get your attorney involved and lay out a game plan for how to address issues where maybe a, a homeowner or a resident isn't going to cooperate. Right. And so that, that, you know, before it ever even comes up, here's how we're going to handle that situation. Yes. That's so, about it. Well, that's about it, but that, that, that's a lot. <laughs> it is. So it's very loaded. Yes. All right. Well, I hope that's helpful and um, just keep uh, paying attention to other episodes that are coming as we address other issues. Thank you.